listener production. Hey there, I'm Madeline Palmer and welcome to this extra episode of The Briefing. There's no denying us Aussies love our food, so it doesn't come as too much of a surprise that a bunch of restaurants and cafes have amassed cult followings over the years for their signature dishes. I'm talking about everything from that fancy snow egg made famous on MasterChef back in 2010 to a fully loaded barn me in our suburbs. But what if I told you there's a place that's actually run by a cult? Well, today we're going to be looking at two businesses. The first one is called The Yellow Deli, a cafe in the New South Wales Blue Mountains, just down the road from the Three Sisters. That's a group run by the 12 tribes. And just for the record, on their website, they deny being a cult. We rung them up and asked someone who works there. They didn't want to be named, but they did tell us, please come to our cafe and meet us and enjoy the food here and get to know us in person. Our listener journalist, Lauren Howarth, has been following this story. So, Lauren, thanks for coming on the briefing. But what exactly is a cult? Talk us through the definition. Yeah. Hey, Maddie. So, basically, a cult is a small religious group that's not part of a larger or more accepted religion. They often have beliefs that many people think of as extreme or dangerous. And it's usually led by a powerful leader who isolates people from the rest of society because cults generally do kind of isolate themselves from the world. And people can often join for a bunch of different reasons. Reasons, you know, sometimes they don't actually know that they're joining a cult. Um, sometimes their insecurities might even drive them to join or they're just manipulated into joining. Mm, yeah. And I think there's just been this culture shift when it comes to our interest in cults as well. Um, it's kind of like this pop culture phenomenon where we're watching all these documentaries about cults. They're on Netflix, they're on Stan. But you actually had a chat with a former member of the 12 Tribes though, Lauren. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I caught up with Matthew Klein. So he was with the 12 Tribes for two years and he actually left over 20 years ago. And he told me that he decided to join because he was drawn to their communal lifestyle and he had quite a strong faith. And he gave up everything to join, like his home, business, everything. He took his kids with him, but his now ex-wife actually just decided to stay. And I asked him about the 12 tribes and what he thought about the group. And he was pretty blunt with how he feels about it. Uh, Are they a cult? 100%. They are the definition of a cult. All the cult books that get written, the 12 tribes are in there because they are the perfect example of, of a high control group. They'll say, oh, but we love each other. You don't see the kids who are locked away. You don't see the adults who aren't allowed to talk to visitors because they'll only give you what I call the Walt Disney version of the 12 tribes. Talk us through some of the controversies, though, that surround this cult. Yeah, I feel over the years they've made more headlines than they have previously in the past, including Matthew, who we just heard from. He told me that when he joined, he was given children training manuals about disciplining his kids with a thin rod. It was meant to start from six months onwards. A lot of your status is around how well your children behave. So if you've got obedient kids, it means you're obedient to the teachings. If you've got a disobedient kids, it means there's something wrong with you. And the whole focus of the 12 tribes is to raise up these perfect children. And these aren't the only allegations as well. They're also accused of restricting access to medical care because they don't believe in any sort of modern medicine. And there's um, also reports that they've exploited members for labour and because obviously they are they have this communal lifestyle, so it's kind of one for all mentality there. Mm, there's some serious accusations yeah. there, Lauren. Um, but let's talk about the Yellow Deli Cafe in Katoomba. Yeah, so some have described it as 
as a cult cafe. And when you go into Google, there's more than 2,000 reviews there and it actually has a four and a half star overall rating. So it seems very popular. And when I was looking at the photos online, it kind of reminds me of something out of a fairy tale or a Hobbit's movie. Like it's all kind of woody and a bit like cozy-ish vibes. And I'll just read you out some of the positive reviews that I recently found there. So someone has said, pumpkin soup was amazing. They've rated it 11 out of 10. And this is their words, best cult I have visited (laughs) would give them all my assets and firstborn child in a heartbeat. Oh, wow. So it seems like they're just making a mockery out Mm. of it. And someone's also written, curiosity brought me here and oh boy, I am happy it did. Of course, though, there are the more critical reviews. Uh, One's written, take a good look before entering or you risk contributing to it, meaning the 12 tribes. Like us, we were even invited to the breakfast dance song the next morning. So there are allegations there that, or claims rather, that they are using the cafe to recruit members. Ooh, okay. So it does sound like a little bit enter it at your own risk situation. But I'm sure Matthew wouldn't have been too happy to see people making a bit of a, like you said, a mockery of the cult. Yeah, Matthew definitely doesn't appreciate the positive comments. He obviously has been through so much and, you know, his children now don't have any contact with his now ex-wife. So he's been through a lot there. And when I asked him about it, this is actually what he had to say. It makes me feel really angry at people that they are so selfish and self-centered. Uh, years ago, I was on, on another program and someone rang in and said, I've been to the Yellow Deli Cafe, their food's great, there's no way it's a cult. And it's like, you're a moron. And apart from that, you know, they're then competing against all the local businesses who are actually employing people and buying local products. And the Yellow Deli makes its money and the money disappears. Yeah, I think we forget as well. We can follow these cults. We can have an interest in them. Um, they're almost a little bit of a conspiracy. But at the same time, real people are having real impacts when it comes to these cults. And Matthew is one of them. But Yellow Deli isn't the only food business that we're talking about today. Vegan chain, The Loving Hut. Talk us about that. Yeah, so the first Loving Hut opened in 2008. And today there are actually more than 200 outlets in major cities around the globe. There are actually Seven locations here in Australia, in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and Perth. There's this one uh, that's kind of down the road from us in Sydney here in Newtown. And I was thinking of going and I didn't realise that there was all this controversy around it. So I don't know if I'll be going anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not checking that one out. Um, But look, talk us through some of the controversy though. I I understand there's uh, some supreme master that's running these. Yes. So uh, the business was founded by this Vietnamese born millionaire businesswoman. Her followers call her supreme leader and they follow the spiritual teachings which has a strong focus on meditation which they actually have to meditate for at least two and a half hours per day and they have a lifelong commitment to a vegan diet now they maintain that the movement isn't religious in nature and they don't ask people to kind of isolate themselves which as we talked about uh, what cults are that's kind of a key component there of a cult she's also claimed to be the next master following the likes of jesus muhammad and buddha and she has been described by media outlets as a cult leader for decades. Here's a snippet of her actually from Supreme Master TV, which is a TV station that they run. You know, I have been trying everything possible to make this world a better place for everyone. But the result is not as much as I would like because, you know, this world is different. People are not always listening to the higher voice, higher advice. 
in their own hearts. It's so interesting that she thinks she's following in the likes of Jesus, Muhammad and Buddha. They're big shoes yeah, to fill. very big shoes. But how do the restaurants come into all of this? So obviously part of what they follow is this lifelong commitment to a vegan diet. So all the restaurants are vegan. It's reported that the devotees actually manage the restaurants and most workers belong to the movement. And each location actually chooses how they run the restaurant as long as it's in line with the philosophy there. And people say that the Supreme Master TV, which we just heard a snippet of there, is usually played. So as I mentioned, it's a non-profit 24-hour online channel promoting veganism and positivity. And it heavily features her. So she's often photoshopped shopped onto glowing and sparkling <laughs> backgrounds and she really it almost looks like she is like this sort of goddess it, it's godlike yeah, figure yeah. yeah yes and that's the thing that's what they do is they put themselves mm. on these pedestals but what are some of the other controversies involved in loving hut yeah so there have been a few controversies with loving hut in 1996 uh, her american followers donated $640,000 to president bill clinton's legal defense fund but that money was actually returned for being of suspicious origin. So they were kind of worried about where the money had come from and if the donations had been coerced in any way. The Taiwan government actually has investigated her organisation for alleged fundraising misconduct. And that includes a transfer of $2 million outside of the country. It's also been investigated in Florida for illegally installing an artificial island in a national park. Bit of an odd one. Uh, Police, though, believe it was built by her followers to please her. And there's also just as we've been talking about this mystery with people believing her movement is a cult because when I was researching Loving Hut and you go into like Reddit and just kind of seeing what other people are saying, there is so much mystery around what is actually going on and I think that's just a thing that fascinates a lot of people, just the mystery of it. The mystery, the unknown, not being able to understand what is happening and there's always something happening behind closed doors Mm. and there are always cover-ups involved in these groups. So I think that's why people are so fascinated but thank you you so much for bringing us this story, Lauren. Thanks for having me, Maddie. And that's it for this extra episode of The Briefing. The weekend briefing will be in your feed from tomorrow and Tom and the team will be back on Monday from 6. Listener.